1: Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report found every Wednesday on the Horses in the Morning show, and it's about saving money on vet care. But first, a word about today's sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products. Choosing a supplement can be confusing. How do you know which ones are right for your horse? Kentucky Performance Products will simplify your search for effective, Research-proven supplements because they provide solutions to specific problems. A great example is Nalox equine antacid. Nalox is the original equine antacid and has become the product of choice for preventing ulcers from derailing your horse. Nalox can be fed daily to horses with stressful lifestyles or on an as-needed basis when shipping, competing, or during stall confinement. NALOX reduces the incidence of ulcers, coats and protects the stomach from gastric irritation, and is a palatable pellet that horses quickly clean up. It stimulates appetite and improves attitude. Keep your horse comfortable and happy with NALOX Equine Acid from Kentucky Performance Products. You can visit them at kppusa.com. And now, today's tip.
2: Yeah, we're doing part two here on how to save money on your medications, right? Yes, we are. And I thought uh, just to start, just just list out the ones that we covered last week, just so we have a complete list uh, in this show. Uh, the first one that we discussed last week was deworming using fecal egg counts rather than on a rigid schedule because some low shedders uh, need less dewormer. Uh, don't use Atiquan every month. Instead, use it as it was studied and labeled uh, every four days for 28 days unless you just want to spend a little bit more money, Uh, don't use supplements your horse doesn't need, don't use products that aren't proven to work, and don't use illegally compounded medications, because a lot of studies have shown that they may not have uh, anywhere near the target potency. So let's start with uh, part two, number six on our list, was uh, regarding internet sales of medications. Erin, you want to talk to us a little bit about those? Um, uh,
0: Yes. A lot of people want to get uh, scripts for the internet sales, which, you know, that's you know, can work in certain circumstances, but a lot of times you'll have to pay for extra shipping because you're going to have to add ice to your shipping so it waits on yours, or you have to add more ice to it, especially in the summertime, and uh, you're going to get a product that arrives warm and it's not actually uh, useful.
2: Very good. And the next one we have is kind of related to that. Uh, storing medications properly is a good way to help save money on them because you don't want them to expire early. A <laughs> uh, lot of lot of medications have to be stored within particular temperature ranges. They might need to be kept away from light, as in not left on the dash of your truck when you go run errands, things like that. Because so, <clears throat> if they and if they don't work, they they they're a waste of money. Erin, you got some good Absolutely. stories on that. Absolutely,
0: yeah. If you're going to go by your veterinarian's office to pick up some medications. I'd recommend, especially in the summertime, just bring along a small cooler with an ice pack in it. Even if it's just a, um, one, like you said, you put on your dash and it's going to get hot and you're going to make a couple more air and stuff before you get home, that uh, medication does start to deteriorate in the heat of your truck. So even if it's a tube of paste, it probably wouldn't hurt to put it into a small cooler and all you need is one little ice pack. And a, a lot of us veterinarians have more ice packs than we know what to deal with, and you can actually probably get one from the veterinarian if you bring the cooler yourself and um, put it in there while you're running your other errands. It's kind of like when you go to the grocery store for those of us who live out the country and buy your meat, your milk and you put it in a cooler in your trunk so that it will make it home and not spoil before you get home. Same idea. The other thing, too, is a lot of people will have storage of their medications in their um, pack rooms and feed rooms and their barns, and those tend to get very, very warm. You may have to find a spot in the home, of course, out of the hands of children, way up, you know, in a upper cabinet where it's kept at room temperature, because most medications need to be kept at room temperature, uh, not necessarily in your refrigerator. The other thing is the light, light source. Um, There are products that are put in brown bottles for reasons. Those deteriorate in sunlight and other lights. So if you don't have it in a brown bottle, you pulled it up in syringe or the vet pulled up in syringe and put it in a paper bag, please keep it in that paper bag because it's in there for a reason. That will also help you. And then, of course, go by and check your medications uh, on a regular basis, maybe every six months, and make sure that they are within their effective date. Because when it comes to an emergency, you got to grab something. You want to make sure that it's, uh, it's within its proper date.
2: Some medications, or is it vaccines, will actually change color um, when, they're, when they've when they been stored improperly, is that right? Not all.
0: True, they will. No. And, um, you know, you probably don't pay attention to the color when you purchase them and then, or get them. And then a few months, years later, you look at it and you think it's okay to use because you're not really sure that that's the right color. The other thing is you get some floaty particles <laughs> in some of those bottles that you would, be, um, that would concern me too. So if you have anything that's floating in the bottle, I would definitely throw that bottle out because um, there shouldn't be anything floating in any kind of injectable bottle. And that kind of brings us, we'll skip one if you don't mind, Christy, to one of our other sure. ones about saving money is have your vet give your vaccines. And the reason for that is, is of course, you know, yes, I'm a veterinarian and I'm going to promote that um, because of the health of your animal. But the the big thing with that is we receive vaccines properly stored, properly cooled. If they came to me and for some reason got delayed getting to me by a day and those ice bags are the least bit warm, we can turn around and send them back and refuse them and get credit back. Those, um, Feed stores can't. They don't get credit back. What they buy is what they
2: bought. Um, we're going to back up to the one that we skipped over. Uh, train your horse to accept oral and other meds so they don't spit it out, freak out, and make you waste doses. It may seem kind of obvious, but it's something that a lot of times doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, nowadays everybody's doing the uh, dewormers that are oral, and there are some horses that are a bit difficult taking it. Those dewormers warmers don't taste that well. So suggestions we've always given clients is use applesauce in the syringe and uh, give it to them every day or three times a week so they get used to you playing with their mouth and something in your mouth, and it's tasty. And when you have to do a medication, it doesn't become a knockdown, drag-out fight where you're probably not getting the majority of the meds in there.
2: <laughs> All right. Number 10 on our list, if you're giving your own medications, know what routes are safe for each med medicine. For one of the most obvious examples, don't give banamine in the muscle. <clears throat> uh, we've got an article on thehorse.com with some really nice um, gross glint out pictures, it's uh, number 6466, so that's thehorse.com slash 6466. What can happen when you give Banamine in the muscle? Alright, our next one is to give all the antibiotics that you're, if, if your horse is on antibiotics, give them all as directed. Um, not, but, but don't save some back. You can help create uh, antibiotic resistance with that. Uh, and the, the way that works is that if you if you give just a little bit of the antibiotic, you're you're killing the more susceptible bugs. But if you don't give enough to kill all of them, then the ones that, that can handle a little bit of antibiotic and still survive, they get to survive and reproduce. And now they they create more bugs that are slightly resistant, and they can gradually become more resistant if, they, if you keep killing off the weak ones. And that's, that's the problem that we're trying to avoid. That.
1: Well, there you go. Some great tips from thehorsehealth.com. To listen to all of the horse... Dot com's horse health report tips just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts met drop down menu on the left they're alphabetized and just go to T for thehorse.com you can also go to the website www.thehorse.com and find all sorts of articles on every imaginable horse health topic stop by the horse tip daily facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear here on the show You can also tell us about tips that you'd like us to cover or some experts you'd like us to know about. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse.